Hello, Larry Burns here for another episode of Discovering the Power of You. Uh, thanks for joining us. Tonight, we have a wonderful guest who's a friend, uh, who is a leading athletic director in the country, and that is Michael Alford. Michael is the Vice President and Director of Athletics at Florida State University. And I first met Michael when he was the AD at my alma mater, Central Michigan University. Uh, and we're gonna talk about his career, some great things going on at FSU, getting ready for a great football season. Uh, and then a little bit about um, advice for others interested in athletics. So Michael Alford, welcome to Discovering the Power of You. How you doing, my good friend, Larry? You doing well? Great. And thanks for doing this. I know how busy you are. Having spent 26 years <laughs> uh, working in higher ed and athletics with my pal, Michael Bryan, uh, I know this is a very busy time. Um, and so thanks for taking the time to do this. Well, it's always, I call it the energized time when our, getting our student athletes our volleyball teams back on campus, football started, <laughs> soccer kicks off here in a couple of weeks. You're getting the energy back on campus and that's always an exciting time to get the student athletes back and be able to talk to them about their summer and just hear how life's going with them. So this is yeah, this absolutely really fun time. Absolutely. And so, what I thought we'd do, Michael, is first talk a little bit about your career journey. I mentioned you were the AD uh, at CMU, uh, but I think our viewers would love to hear your journey to where you are now in this uh, so very important position for your university uh, and collegiate athletics in general. Well, it's it's been an interesting journey, Larry, because um, I call myself, I'm kind of a chameleon. And uh, being a Division One athlete and, and growing up the, the son of a college football coach, but then also working in intercollegiate athletics, but with a unique twist that I've gotten two stints in the NFL, uh, first with the Cincinnati Bengals and working on Paul Brown Stadium and corporate sales and the revenue streams for the Bengals when that stadium was being built. And also later on working for the Dallas Cowboys with the Jones family and working on AT&T Stadium and running the revenue streams uh, through that venue. And then a short stint in Anaheim with the uh, Angels uh, one year in Major League Baseball. So it's been an interesting because I bring a lot of unique perspectives from professional sports <laughs> to the collegiate field. And also working, of course, here at Florida State and and fire up chips at Central Michigan University, the, the pleasure of being the athletic director there. But I've also worked at the University of Oklahoma as working with Joe Castiglione, the very distinguished athletic director and learning from him. Uh, worked at the University of Southern California uh, for a while and worked at the University of Alabama for a while. So I've had some unique experiences, always learning from people around me to prepare me for this position. And I think that this, I'm uniquely qualified with unique experiences of mixing the collegiate way of doing things, but bringing in a professional mindset of, of professional sports, and especially right now where collegiate athletics is heading. So it's been a great ride. Um, been blessed to have a, a great wife who understands what this industry is about as she was also a division one volleyball player and division one coach and then having three daughters that are collegiate athletes 
on the Division One level. So I, I understand it. I understand what these student athletes go through, having grown up in it and seeing it firsthand. And I understand uniquely what a spouse having a uh, what these coaches' families go through. So it's been an interesting journey to say the least. But uh, it couldn't be a better time than be here in Tallahassee, Florida. Wow, that that is quite a journey, and I. Um, it reminds me of one of the things that I talk to young people about is um, always having faith in yourself that even if you haven't done something before or you haven't experienced something and somebody asks you to do it, to, to sort of never say no to an opportunity. Correct. Um, and it sounds like uh, you never said no to an opportunity and it, it positioned you uh to the great position that you have now and and i think there's some real value in in how you uh approach things i 100 agree I, I when young people are coming to me about careers in athletics i'm always telling them one find a mentor and, and i go to the point that i was very blessed and that the people i got to work under and be be directly uh involved with decisions day to day whether that's the late Mal Moore, who is the athletic director at Alabama, my time there, to working with uh, one of the most well-respected athletic directors in the country, and Joe Castiglione at University of Oklahoma, working for the Brown family at the Bengals, working for the Jones family and getting to see how Mr. Jones goes about daily business running the Cowboys and being on the exec staff. Some of those um, experiences kind of shaped me and I was able to learn from each of those mentors about how am I going to change my philosophy or what my philosophy is, uh, maybe tweaking it a little bit to, to match that experience that I had. And it's always about taking opportunities. When I get an opportunity presented to me, I'm a lifelong learner. How is that going to assist me in growing? How is that going to make me a better professional in this industry by going to that opportunity? What am I going to learn from it? And who am I going to learn from? And it's always about preparing yourself to when you to want to get those opportunities. But when you get them, go take advantage of them and learn and then also make a difference in whatever your uh, position is at the time. Exactly. And you, and you also still have the ability to interact with people. I know when I was at the Children's Foundation mm -hmm. uh, and we partnered with CMU and athletics, uh, you were always so friendly and cordial and a wonderful partner. Uh, President Davies joined our board mm -hmm. uh, and it. It was like a family relationship with CMU. And, and a big reason for that is you. I mean, you just have the ability with all of your experience to still uh, befriend people and, and deal with them in a very um, appropriate way. So uh, uh, I commend you for that as well. That's very kind of you to say, Larry. And, uh, you know, as growing up with great parents who who instilled in you, just treat people the way you want to be treated. And um, we try to, to raise our children that way. And I say we, because Laura does the most of the, the raising of our daughters um, with my travels and being, being gone a lot. But, it, you know, it's about just treat people the right way. Um, I learned from Ben Sutton, who ran IMG, who I was able to still call a dear friend and work for. Um, he's now retired and Roy is actually running Teal Capital Investments now. But do the right thing the right way at the right time. That's yeah. something he used to say to me all the time. 
And I kind of took that and, and wrote it down and it's just something to live your life by. Well, you, you certainly are. And so uh, uh, it, it's been a pleasure working with you. And the fact that you're doing this in this busy time is just sort of exemplifies how you deal with people. So thank you. So let's talk a little bit, Michael, about the NCAA and some of the things going on there. Uh, I read every day about the um, uh, NIL issues and transfer portal, uh, and it's changed things a lot. And, and how, how do you deal with that at your level? Well, you, you understand if you're not changing with the times, then you're dying. And uh, it's something we look at for our industry or let's say Florida State, for us to grow, we have to acknowledge what's coming down the road. We have to forecast when tipping points are going to be within our industry um, and make sure we're prepared for them and prepare internally to make sure that we're able to have success. With NIL, uh, interesting fact on that, it, this goes back, Larry, I, when I was at Central Michigan, the ADs in the country asked me to come lead that and represent the Athletic Director Association. So I worked closely with the NCAA and myself and my co-chair, Mike Hill, who is an Athletic Director at UNC Charlotte, to prepare um, the guardrails, to talk about third-party administrators to talk about measuring fair market value before this law went into place that we could set up guardrails and have some consistency. Well, that didn't happen. And now you see the NCAA talking about the exact things we presented in 19 as an industry that we felt needed to occur so we can make sure that, that we're ahead of that, that law taking place so there could be some structure to it. So it's, it's always seeing what's coming in the future and understanding what's the latest trends in our industry and making sure how are we setting up to have success. I think we do it better than anyone. I mean, one of the first things I did uh, becoming athletic director was to hire JP Morgan to come in and look at all my revenue streams, forecast mm -hmm. where we're going to be in the future, look at various, I call them, events that we knows happen the ncaa basketball contract goes back out the tournament goes back alphabet some some tipping points events revenue wise that we are newer coming and we have our financials and different models all the way out to 2043 that allows me as these these situations come in our industry to make uniformed or informed decisions um, with where we want to go put florida state and what decision is going to best suit us. But without that information and modeling ahead of time, you're not going to make the proper proper decision at the, for, for FSU. So we really work hard at seeing what's coming, what trends are coming, and making sure we're putting ourselves in the best position to be successful. Absolutely. And I think that's um, where some of your professional sports experience really came into play mm -hmm. um, and, and looking at the athletic department as a major financial element of a universe of a flagship university. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it's, it's a business. Uh, mm -hmm. It's an entertainment business, but it's a business and, and your experience with the Cowboys or the Bengals uh, or any other professional team, I think certainly prepared you for the position you have now and the way the NCAA has changed. So very, very much. Uh, couldn't agree more. Without those experiences, I would not have been as prepared. I've 
experience the modeling going on with building a new stadium such as AT&T or Paul Brown Stadium and looking at performance and, and looking at contracts and understanding how far in advance you need to make sure that you're prepared to make decisions that are going to impact the industry or impact you and, and your corporation at that moment. But if you're not prepared and forecasting when those instances of those decisions are going to have to be made, then you're behind because you're going to change your thoughts throughout that process. And you're going to work on the performer or the modeling performer and, and maybe make some tweaks to it along the way. But you also can forecast where you're going to be to help guide those decisions. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the upcoming football season, if you don't mind, Michael. Um, I know you have a Heisman Trophy candidate uh, in Jordan Travis, who had a great season last year. Uh, and I know he has a, a very uh, strong, big, uh, wide receiver or tight end, I guess, yeah. uh, that he uh, that he can look to uh, when he needs to. And so how do the how do the Seminoles look this year? Uh, they're looking great. And, I, and I'm going to touch base on Jordan. I mean, he is a Heisman Trophy candidate. And you talking about someone, Larry, kind of what you mentioned earlier, someone who took on adversity early in his career. He originally signed at a different institution. He, he's from South Florida, uh, came back in childhood. Love was Florida State. His brother actually played baseball for us and played for the Toronto Blue Jays. Hmm. And so he's been a Seminole fan his whole life, comes back, wasn't the starter when he came, when he transferred back to Florida State, uh, worked his way up uh, and battled adversity to still get to where he is today. Someone who never gave up faith, who believed in hard work ethic, who believed in, once again, doing the right thing and treating people the right way. The respect he has, not only on the team, in our building, on campus, in the community, is just something that really people should pay attention to because he's such a great young man, great family, and he's and he's very, very humble. And to see him going out in success, it's, it, you know, you love it when you see somebody battle, take, take a risk on themselves, transfer in here, took a risk on himself a little bit, and then persevere to become the, uh, the starting, not only starting quarterback, but a Heisman Trophy candidate. And here's a guy that I joke about him, and I joke to him, um, drives his pickup truck and has about three fishing rods in it. And if he's got 20 <laughs> minutes, he'd rather hop out and try to catch a bass somewhere and, and kill time. I mean, he's just a very humble young man, and it makes you proud that he's associated with this program. It's amazing when three years ago to have trust in Coach Norville, that he's putting in the right core values into this program that's going to lead to success and stay the course. You know, he had a path, he had a process. He knew what his plan was to get the program back and to see that work the last three years and the minor adjustments he made for his long-term vision of sustainability in this program has been great to watch and to be step-by-step -step with him through this process is just once again, another learning tool, Larry. Um, you know, you always take forth. He had a vision, he had a plan, and he stuck to his values. But the high character kids that he's getting associated with this program, uh, they have straight, strong core values. They believe in themselves. Um, they're great people in the community, great people to walk across campus. And, and that's what really makes you proud is he's doing it the right way. Uh, I can't wait to uh, 
to watch him this year and uh, now living in Florida. I'm certainly a fan, still a Chippewa fan, uh, but you know, I have to, I now live here. So I, I'll be looking forward to watching him and the whole team. And um, how about other things going on in athletics at, at FSU from a standpoint of the uh, Olympic sports, as we called them when I was in uh, higher mm -hmm. ed. And then how about facilities? I know that uh, even in the Mid-American Conference, facilities and having current new facilities is so very important in the recruitment process mm -hmm. and particularly with the with the uh, transfer portal. Yeah. Uh, so what are some of the exciting things going on uh, at, at FSU? Well, you know, it's the and I want to touch base real quick, Larry, and I failed to mention earlier, you know, I'm 100 percent in favor of the transfer portal. I think it's a great thing for student athletes. Um, they're making decisions based on a 17, 18 year old, and they may go to a, a school and find out, you know, they want something different. Um, this this is not the place they want to be. So I'm 100 percent in favor of the transfer portal. And to touch base on your latest question, you know, that's something that Florida State takes a lot of pride in. You know, we were an all uh, girls institution for the longest time up until a little bit after World War II. So to see how well we do in our females athletic sports is, is something we take a lot of pride in. Uh, softball, got one of the nicest venues, the greatest coach, Lonnie Alameda. And once again, I go back to her involvement with the team and just how great they are. But her core values in the program, how active she is in the community. They finished second in the country this year, runners up to the national championship. And they're, they're a power every year. And she does it because she attracts great young women of high character to come here. And we're very proud of that program. Women's soccer made it to another College Cup, the Final Four last year. And they're always pushing to win a national championship, won it just a few years back. And that's something we're very proud of. Beach volleyball got beat in the semis uh, last year and made it to the championship game and got beat in the finals the year before. Indoor volleyball, constant competitive top 20 program. Uh, swimming and diving does an unbelievable job. Women's golf just finished eighth in the country. So you see all of our programs, and that's something that we take a lot of pride in. Everyone talks football, men's basketball, but we fund and expect and give the resources to our other 450 athletes to go out and compete for championships. We're a top 20 public institution in America. And I always talk about that I want them, and I, I stole this a little line from President Davies and I up at CMU. We want a, a degree in that left hand from a top 20 public institution and a couple of championship rings on the right. Because that's what we're here to do is to, to guide and mold and provide these young men and women the resources that they're going to have the most meaningful time and you hope you had an impact in, in, in guiding them to do the right thing so they can graduate from here, go get a compete for a meaningful job, but more importantly, be great stewards in their community and, and really represent this university and these programs well. And that's something all of our coaches do an extremely good job at is understanding that the mission of this university's education and we educate some unique ways but we prepare these young men and women to go be successful after college yeah and i think i know how i do firsthand know how important it is to have 
a person like you in your position because when you're hiring new head coaches particularly uh looking at the core values of that individual and knowing that they will influence the people they recruit uh but also many of the other the trainers and things of that nature so uh, it all starts with you and and i know you're doing a wonderful job and and so let's a lot of what i'm hoping this podcast does is it um it sort of talks to young people that are looking for uh, direction in their life. Uh, you talked about resilience, you talked about making decisions. Uh, and I think resilience is extremely important because we all have obstacles in our life from time to time mm -hmm. and being resilient is gonna keep us on the right path. But so if, if somebody's um, maybe 30 years old and they've, they've worked in athletics, maybe they've worked at Learfield or IMG mm -hmm. and and they're looking to someday be an athletic director, uh, what are some of the key thoughts that you might have for those individuals? I would say always believe in yourself, Larry. That's, that's, that's very strong that you can believe in what you're doing is the right thing. Um, we talked about it earlier, be willing to take chances. Uh, be willing to identify an opportunity where you can go make a difference. And that's something that I always, tried to do was identify opportunities that were presented to me that I knew my skill set would be have an impact that I could go and have immediate impact um, and get that organization um, in a better place. And that's something that I take a lot of pride in. And I talk to people here on staff, like be willing to take risks, be willing to go uh, to it and move across the country to take an opportunity that you believe in yourself fits your skill set and you know you can go be successful. And I think that's the biggest um, hurdle that young people get in when I talk to them about this industry is that they, they want to stay in a certain area or go a certain route. Um, I started a, a GA ship program in, in, at Central Michigan, Larry, and we're starting it here where we take young men and women and really let them experience different fields in collegiate athletics. They may be in compliance for six months while they're getting their master's, maybe the business office, and maybe a sport administration. And then the last year choose and say, what do you want to concentrate in? Well, I'm concentrating in marketing. Okay, well, last year we're going to put you in marketing and then we're going to place you. And, I'll, and I stagger and have only three of them at a time, but we got 100% placement into this industry. And it's about giving them experiences where they can learn the business. And that's something I talk to our, our, our students all the time, like be willing to go learn, even though you're in marketing, go learn what the, goes on in the business office. So you're better prepared for those discussions. Don't get siloed in your industry. Be a lifelong learner and go out and learn. Somebody wants to work in facilities, uh, go around and learn. And I drag people because we mentioned facilities earlier. We're doing a $250 million renovation to the stadium. We're doing a $150 million football facility. We just spent $4 million on upgrading our soccer. We spent another million and a half on baseball. Facilities are constantly being upgraded. And that's not only here, but it's across the country. So go into those meetings and learn the process of how that goes. Learn the process of the of how architects address facilities, learn how the process of the legal aspect of those facilities and try to be a sponge as much as you can 
so you can become more versatile and more attractive. So when those opportunities are available, you have a very unique uh, resume that, that kind of puts you ahead of everyone else. Wonderful. And so what, um, in closing, Michael, what other thoughts do you have on key issues facing the NCAA? We, we've talked mm -hmm. about a couple, um, NIL and the transfer portal, uh, but, but I'm sure there's other issues. And mm -hmm. then lastly, any last advice you have for, uh, people either starting their career or sort of in the middle of that? Yeah. Um, you know, there's so many issues. It's such a changing landscape right now in collegiate athletics, especially collegiate athletics. Um, where you see all the different conference realignment going on. You see various contracts and, I go back to making sure you're prepared for those decisions and kind of forecasting. We saw some of this coming a year, year and a half ago, and it's making sure that you're putting yourself uh, to be able to take advantage of if any opportunity that comes. And that just takes by looking uh, into the future, being somewhat visionary, but paying attention to what the latest trends are and making sure that you're, you're, you're set up for success when that decision has to be made and you've got all the information and coming up in this industry, you know, it's a small, like every industry is, it's a small industry. You know, I, I, I tell our students when I talk to them, just want to be a sponge, have great mentors, um, find people that really believe in you. And that's something I was blessed in that I had the Mount Morris, the Joe Stiglione's, the Mr. Jones the Brown, that believed in me and gave me opportunities to differentiate myself from everyone else with different experiences. So find mentors that believe in you and, and really work and alongside of them. And, and don't be afraid. I still have mentors today. If I'm coming up on a, on a decision I need to make, I want as much advice as I can get uh, from people who may either experienced that before or, or just want to drill me down to my core values and, any decision I make, uh, I, I try to stick to my personal core values to is this going to and what impact is this going to have on the student athlete? I was meeting with some volleyball recruits here and I, I told them every decision I make is what is the impact at the end of the day you drill down, what's the impact on the student athlete? And are we making sure that we're taking care of all their needs moving forward? So. Um, it's an exciting industry. It's exciting times to be here. You mentioned earlier what a business it is, Larry, because um, it is very much. I mean, you and it, the complexity of it. A lot of people don't understand when you're dealing with compliance issues and, and medical issues and legal issues that come across your desk, um, health and personal safety issues that that I deal with on a daily basis, contracts, coaches, contracts. Make yourself your competitive. Everything that can marketing, everything that comes across um, is such a great industry because it is a very complex industry. And you you get to learn and, and learn a lot about different issues. Absolutely. So it, your advice, which is great advice, is reminds me of um, my friend, Bob Bodine. I assume you know Bob. <laughs> yes, he's one of the uh, all-time greats, the power of who? <laughs> Yes. And um, so I sort of asked him if I could use that power of who uh, to turn it into the power of you. 
uh, about personal branding. And, and uh, but one of the things he wrote in his his first book, The Power of Who, was mm -hmm. creating a personal board of directors. Yes. Um, which includes maybe a lawyer, an accountant, a clergy, a friend, a, a, a relative. Uh, and it sounds like you have a nice personal board of directors that you uh, rely, you have relied on and still do to, uh, to this day. Larry, that is a great point. And thanks for bringing it because that is a great book. Uh, and Bob is such an influential person across the country, but I, I call him a friend. And he's meant a lot to me in helping that book helps guide. I, I hand that book out. I got a stack of them in, in my office that I hand out to people every once in a while. Um, if I feel like that could help them uh, and guide them, especially people just getting started in this industry. Um, but it's very important to have those mentors and those people who can help guide you um, in your decision making process. And I, I, he's a great one. And if anybody ever has a chance to to get one of his books or follow him, it, it is it's it's worth every minute of it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him to be on the podcast. Hopefully, he'll uh, like you, very busy that he'll take the time to do that. And so his other book, Two Chairs, is yeah, <laughs> just an amazing read. And I noticed he was just on the uh, cover of the Dallas Magazine. He was. He was given some sort of award for uh, either citizen or something of the year. Of so that was. was kind of fun. <laughs> Not surprising. Uh, yeah. So um, Peter Janopoulos, our mutual mm -hmm. friend, uh, I still talk to him. Uh, he thinks the world of you. Uh, he thinks the world of CMU and the Children's Foundation. And, and uh, it was just another friendship that you and I had in common. Yes. And so he I know you talked to him, but he said to say hello. He, he and Cassandra are, are two great people. And uh, just what that family means to the Detroit area and Michigan and how they stay involved in making a difference in that community is something that I really admire uh, with him and his family. And they're just lovely people. And it's, once again, Larry, like you said, you surround yourself with people who, are, who have the same core values or high core values that you are they're going to make you better. And, and Peter and yourself and Bob, I mean, that's just people that if you're around, they just make you better and surround yourself with those type of people. And I, I, I'm blessed to be able to call all you friends. Well, thank you. And well, thanks for being on uh, The Power of You. Uh, and we appreciate it. I'll be watching the football season and the other sports as well. Uh, and most of all, thank you for your friendship, Michael Alford, and you're doing a wonderful job at Florida State University. Thank you, Larry, and I'm looking forward to getting you to Tallahassee for a game this year. Absolutely. So you, you just tell me when you're coming. All right, count me in. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Go Knowles. Absolutely.